0: Jackie, hi I guess you know everybody here uh, Except for Aaron, Janice's friend
1: Hey, have you heard the good news? He is risen The titular line, he is risen Welcome to Cut to Black, a Sopranos sit down I'm Jim Scampoli and I've seen every episode of The Sopranos
0: I'm Jacob Burrows and I've seen 34 episodes of The Sopranos (laughs) by now uh because we've gotten all the way to season three episode eight he is risen the titular line indeed uh we're, I, I know i brought this up last week but we're really blasting through season three it feels like uh it's another ralphie episode you can always tell uh, early on when it's gonna be a ralphie episode because he's in it and sometimes he's just not in it and then they say like oh miami i came back from miami and i'm like <laughs> yeah. oh, okay i guess so he's been gone now he's back and he's risen
1: Now, this episode was written by Robin Green, Mitchell Burgess, and Todd A. Kessler, directed by Alan Coulter. These are all Sopranos mainstays. Um, The thing I got to wonder, though, and I'm not saying that this is like a bad episode. um, But it feels like with some of these middle episodes of season three, I'm trying to figure out the direction we're going. Because I kind of in relation to what you said, like the Ralphie thing. Um, It was almost like we took a break from it for a little bit, and now we're back, and now it's like, okay, remember? Let's get back into this. Not that it was that long ago, but it does feel like they're doing weird things, and I never – I mean, obviously, like, David Chase and the people that write Sopranos are all genius, but then I wonder if sometimes they fuck up, but everyone's like, oh, my God, that's just part of the genius.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I will say from my uninitiated point of view – at, at, maybe I feel like we're blasting through the season because I'm here and I'm like, well, what's the main focus of this season? I guess it's Ralphie because he's here and there and everywhere. So it's like, oh, I guess he's the, you know, he he's the big guy this season that we're going to kill by the end of it. Um, that's what it feels like. And uh, it's, it's hard to get away from that kind of because it, I, maybe I'm just remembering it with rose tinted glasses. But I feel like in season two, I knew more what the season was about at this point in the season. Uh, you know, it's episode eight. Uh, it, Like you mentioned, it has been a bit all over the place, especially I think it's the first two episodes part of it that propelled us in a certain direction. There's definitely, like, recurring themes, things going on. Like, yep. with Junior's whole storyline is very intriguing and nice with him getting sick and everything, all of that stuff. And... Um, you know his 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 caretaker's father the way he passed away and all of that but i will say that it's a bit misty for me cuz it's a lot of a lot of stuff about Jackie Jr and we'll get even even yeah. more into that this episode yeah
1: Jackie Jr's back and yeah i guess maybe in their defense there clearly was a plan with Livia and you know the real world took over and she passed away so they may have had to make uh, quite a few of a, a few adjustments um but yes yeah, so we're back uh with this episode he has risen i love that they gave the titular line to that you know quirky janice boyfriend whatever he is character uh pastor or something now that she's a born again because even that like the janice thing like i forgot that she found god or whatever a few episodes ago um yeah. and this is the extension of that but anyways we start out we see caitlin Uh, and Meadow at a college party. Jackie Jr.'s there. Now, one of the best things about this episode, I will say, though, is this uh, build of the Jackie Jr. and Meadow relationship because Jackie Jr. does nothing except be a piece of shit, but Meadow, by the end of it, Meadow thinks he's this knight in shining shining armor. Uh, I mean, I guess he could be a bigger piece of shit because he could be like a cliche date rapist when she passes out but he just takes a little gander and then he leaves so he's a good guy you know he he's not mad that she crashed his car so he's a good guy but he'll he'll also build it up to her and be like you could have died but uh let's get you home i just want i just want to make sure you're okay it's so great that it's just uh, we all know he's just trying to get laid but he's a piece of shit
0: yeah i do love uh him going like oh uh I don't know what, what I would do if anything happened to you, which I guess in his mind is probably true, but it's like something you say after you've been dating for, I don't know, like two years, and for him it's like, it. I don't know, he, he's he's a, he's a weirdo, he's a spaz, he's not the best guy, but he he's just a guy, he's the guy with the X, and the first hits free, and that's supposed to be a gentlemanly it's, thing, it's exactly, you know, that's what you... Yeah, you know, that's what you do just to get people addicted, right? For you. Oh, the first one's free. Wow. What a gentleman. What well, a exactly. In they, armor. they have
1: so many great little moments like that where, yeah, I guess to Jackie, he probably thinks he's doing a good thing. But when you really think about it, he's just, yeah, that's what anyone does, or anyone, any drug dealer would probably do. Oh, hey, for you. You assume he's just going to be like, hey, your money's no good here. You know, we go way back. But no, hey, for you, I'll give you one hit for free. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. Or then, like,. I mean, I guess we're jumping around a bit, but I love how he gets so mad that she won't like go to his friend's house and fuck him. And then he like drives away, blows past the stop signs (laughs) Uh, because she's, she makes like a very, you know, rational, uh, even though Meadow is being melodramatic about her Noah relationship, but it's a rational thing. Like, look, I was just dating a guy and. You know, I I like hanging out with you, but, you know, just give me a little time. And he's like, fine. Fucking drives out of there, blows a stop sign. It's so great.
0: Well, of course, of course, he's like, oh, you'd go with that Moulinon, but not with me, or whatever he says. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, so so we'll get way into it, I'm sure, even further. But let's talk about another cool guy. Uh, We go to a casino here where Ralphie's doing some betting. He's on a roll, he's playing this game you always see Uh, on movies and tv you throw the dice and whatever he's on a roll he can't stop now tony walks in and it's a big deal that he doesn't go over right away to say what up they make it very clear that it's a big deal because all the characters are like whoa she's not doing the thing what the fuck meanwhile we're like uh it's okay okay it's a casino i guess this is another casino they own yeah (laughs) um and uh yeah he, he does go over eventually and they have some tense conversation there about uh how you look good want a drink Another time, Anthony. He's being like... "I'm." Um, they're both like, oh, I'm going to kill you. No, I'm going to kill you. Thank
1: you very much. Well, what I love about this whole thing is that um, it's all... Uh, it's all like... It's very high school. Um, <laughs> uh, it's all very high school. And, and I guess... But this is also true to uh, probably any job anyways. Like the weird uh, politicking you have to do. But I love that they kind of boil this down to like high school girls in a way where everyone acts a certain way in public, but everyone knows what's going on. And then they kind of slink off into their little groups and they talk about each other and what's going on. Uh, And then they like kind of talk about each other behind their backs. And then when they're in their face, they kind of act a certain way to posture. Uh, I love that. It's you take this, you know they the Sopranos always talks about the the classic American film the gangster movie the high action and the you know the drugs and the shootings and everything and then we just boil it down to like you see how I didn't take that drink from him You think I'm afraid of that fat fuck no offense (laughs) Uh, I I, I like what they do here uh, because it really is just like bitch shit if I could be so bold
0: well, I'm sure uh, high school boys do the same thing in a way. I I, I believe they do. Um, but but yeah, it's uh, got a certain vibe to it where they're like, oh oh, the drink, oh, it's no big deal, haha. <laughs> and then they're off laughing like, we should kill this guy immediately. Did you <laughs> yeah. see how he looked at you? Did you did you see how he talked to you? And meanwhile, they're just saying, oh, another time. Oh, okay. But yeah, it is um, it's dangerous territory. For everyone involved, and like uh, Ralphie is, you know, that's the next scene we see with uh, with Tony there, where he's talking to Silvio, where there's like, oh, couldn't believe how rude he was. But again, we're sort of informed through the context of what other characters say, the rules of the world. Where Silvio, uh, because it's Silvio saying it, we realize, yeah, Tony was out of line because of this and this. Where he says, oh, because he tactfully brings up that, you know, well, in a way, he does have a legitimate beef. Maybe I should do something about it. Um, and he does say Ralphie's star is rising again, another potential title reference.
1: Yeah, because Tony does bring up um, that, you know, that girl, she just turned 20 years old. But then Sylvia points up. but the fact of the matter is she wasn't uh, your wife, a Guma or blood relation, So and and I guess that does tie into what Ralphie says when it happens, like you're choosing a civilian over me because they have this thing of ours. Uh, But Sylvia does put it on the table where it's not out of realm that if Tony just decided since he is the boss, he could just decide to kill him because he basically says, you know, either kill him or fucking apologize. Uh, Those are your choices. And Tony is like, I don't want to do either of him. He makes a lot of money, but I hate him. Oh, Ralphie's a good earner. I've heard that a million times by now. I guess that's why
0: he gets to be the crazy one. But, um, yeah, they um, he does say, uh, what was it, that, um, let's see, I'm just trying to find the exact thing here. Yeah, yeah, that he, you know, should apologize, should give him a bit of the casino, should do a bit of that, whatever, like just to get it over with, uh, either kill him or make nice. I would have thought that Tony would have said, She was fucking pregnant, and that would matter to these people, but it's, like, never brought up except later by Ralphie when he says, you know, when he's talking to uh, Johnny Sachs from uh, New York, and he says, like, oh, it wasn't even my kid she had. That would have been more sort of – I don't know. I feel like that's relevant because – there is a possibility that that's true, but that would not that I would make him any less of a piece of shit. But he, we did, they did put in that scene uh, of a police officer and him both uh, in the closet assaulting her and everything. So you know, it's potentially true. Not that that makes anything okay, but I would have thought that the fact that she was pregnant and twenty years old would have been relevant to these people, these uh, Catholic Italians and everything.
1: I think they purposely have it not matter because I think what. David Chase is trying to do is take that sheen away of like honor amongst thieves of like that. Uh, you know, they, cause that's something you would put in, like even, uh, I mean, I haven't seen the Godfather in a while, but like, it's not in the Godfather, but you know, movies like that, where they try to make it seem like, you know, yeah, we're, we're like criminals, but you know, prison justice, like how, this idea that someone's going to go to jail and everyone's they're going to be like, what, he raped a girl? We're going to kill him. Uh, I think they just want to make it very clear that no one really gives a shit. Like, there's this weird thing where they're kind of like, oh, yeah, I mean, I guess that sucks that she's young, but she was a hua, So, (laughs) you know, what are you going to do?
0: Yeah. And throughout the episode, uh, Silvio's the first, but people bring up, oh, maybe you should make him captain. And at this point, he's like, over my dead body. Previously, it was just... Why was it previously that he wasn't made captain? It was just like, I don't trust him or something?
1: Yeah, it was the whole thing of how just the standard that Ralphie's like a maniac that we've seen in the other episodes where That's he, he kind of just he always he would undermine Tony and like make comments. It was just more Tony didn't like him, but clearly now it's gotten to the point with what happened that now he's fucking done with him, except he loves all the money he makes him. Uh, I do like they throw in the thing of how Pauly immediately wants to kill him, but then Silvio kind of explains that away. That Pauly's kind of threatened by um, how good Ralphie is, be- as far as like making money for the skip. Yeah. So it's yeah. more just about like a selfish thing.
0: Yeah, and you're right. We we do get to see them both slink off to their separate groups, where <laughs> Ralphie's having uh, having a late meal with two other people that I vaguely recognize, you know, from from previous episodes. Yeah, Vito and
1: um, another guy. I forget the other guy's name.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know they're talking about. Well, he's throwing out his theories about. Oh, he had to be fucking that hua, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and everything. Then and Thanksgiving gets brought up and so on. Um, but moving on beyond that, let's see. We have uh, we have a scene at the Bing where is this the pastor from the previous? Yeah, it is. Yeah, they have him
1: pop up again, and they're all loading up stolen turkeys for Thanksgiving, and uh, Hesh kind of makes a comment as well about. Uh, Ralph and, you know, the drink and, you know, words getting out. Everyone's talking. People want to know what's going on and what Tony's going to do about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, another quick scene there. We got to check in with Jackie Jr. The Thanksgiving preparations are underway because, uh, you know, Jackie Jr.'s mother wants to know if he's going to come. And he's like, oh, is Meadow going to be there? Meanwhile, Meadow's talking to Carmilla like, oh, is Jackie going to be there? Because uh, they have, they had their little fling. We kind of, you know, briefly touched on it. They had a little kissing, and then uh, that was the end of that when she passed out. Um, but, yeah, so some some flirting back and forth. And, of course, Tony storms in like, what? You just talked <laughs> to her? No, get, we can't have them here. Not in this house. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I,
1: I do like uh, – I was a little surprised because I expected that Carmilla would be like how Ro- uh, Rosalie is, like all excited. But maybe it just is that element of like, oh, no, I don't want Meadow to be with so- – like." someone that might be on the same level of Tony or maybe part of this life, I guess. But Carmela not too like, actually she's not like that she cares really. <laughs> it's not like she's excited, yeah. but she's isn't like, Oh no, don't be with this guy. But Rosalie's all excited. Um, and then, yeah, Tony says what this, no more Jetsons uh, dinner with Mr. Spacely or whatever the fuck. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not going to Mr. Spacely's house for dinner anymore. And he's looking for, um antacids or something he slams the turkey down he's all fired up uh because that's that's tony for you um yeah and all fired
0: the, up especially in his stomach
1: and then we have a scene where that tony goes to therapy and he runs into gloria trillo uh who's also waiting because Melphy fucked up double booked um and classic Melphy. yeah and that could lead to an encounter could this be important maybe <sighs>
0: Yeah, well, I mean, watching this, it's like I'm sure she won't show up again. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, because he gets to be a gentleman there, a big bear of a gentleman when he's like, "Oh no, you have the therapy. I shall have the therapy later." I, um,
1: I do love the sh- the linger that he does when Melfi goes to close the door and Tony just like stands in the hallway and he's like lingering and kind of still staring at gloria it's like oh great tony's got a new uh, a new conquest uh for to to uh, to uh take his attention away um and then yeah carmela calls rosalie and cancels makes up a story about her parents being sick <laughs> or something <laughs> or other her dad being sick and they want to just kind of keep it low key uh and i well, like so- that route well i was gonna say i like that ralph's they're like listening and it's such a like you know, I guess this this is them playing chess in a way, like uh oh, he made the chess move. He I wasn't even gonna go anyways, but damn it, he disinvited me before I could make my big statement.
0: Yeah, and he, it is true. He was saying in the previous scene, like, oh I'm never gonna go to that. I think he was saying that at the diner. Yeah. Um but yeah, it is funny because he definitely knows what's going on. I would have thought that Carmela would have fought back a bit more against disinviting someone to Thanksgiving, especially making up this elaborate lie. I guess she can come back later and say, oh, it turned out it was nothing. Sorry to worry you and everything. But this is, you know, I keep forgetting her name, but they've had dinner before and clandestine conversations about life and everything. But she's just like... Yeah, Tony said, I had to do it. And in this case, I guess she can sense that it has something to do with that thing of theirs that they don't talk about. So she goes ahead and does it, which I was a bit surprised by.
1: Yes. Yeah, Rosalie. Rosalie Aprile. And then what? Then Tony. Oh, then we have Tony with Melfi. And this is like a weird um, uh, therapy scene because this is very much just Tony talking about mafia shit. To Melfi. And I guess maybe Melfi's alluded to this when we've seen her in therapy, where she mentions, like, we sat there for an hour and talked about the RICO statutes. Uh, but this is, like, so on the nose the way he's talking. Like, I got a guy. You know, normally I'd put this guy out to pasture, but, you know, he's a good employee. Like, he's barely disguising what he's talking about. But then he does bring up the art of war. And she did. That was, like, an offhanded comment she made earlier. Like, if you want to be a better gangster, read Sun Tzu. Um, yeah. Otherwise, we're here for therapy. But here we are just figuring out how to be a better gangster. <laughs>
0: it's also shot differently than uh, most therapy scenes. Um, not, I mean, it's something about the angles, which I also noticed in the waiting room. They go different with it, different than they yeah. usually do. I mean, first off... They've just they put the camera on the other side, which isn't that you know dramatic of a change, um, but just the way they're framing it and moving the camera back and forth a bit, it makes it feel really different from usual.
1: Yeah, and, and of course, I mean, it is a nighttime reschedule, so it's like darker too. It, it um, I mean, I'm not sure what they're really going for with what they're trying to say. With, I mean, obviously it's a different setting because of the storyline, but they they are purposely doing different things. Like, I I, I got the same feel. Um, that you're mentioning,
0: yeah, and he tries to fish some information about the Mercedes sales lady, <laughs> and it's almost uh you know like she's like, duh, I can't you you know I can't tell anyone about yeah. patience, right? that's the whole basis of what you are telling me all this shit. you were just telling me this shit, what would you like if I told you someone else about that um and then he gets to offer to walk her. To her car and she says no
1: yeah okay but yeah actually yeah that's the real big moment he- that happens here um, is uh, yeah just that small I mean I kind of I kind of don't like that they explain it later when they have her in therapy cuz yeah. I like the moment and you kind, you, you get it like we get it when we see it and it's acted well I mean um, Lorraine Brock a good actor Tony's a good actor it's it's such a nice small gesture But to us, the audience, and obviously to Melfi, it's such a big deal. And I mean, I guess it doesn't ruin it, but it's a little, I I, I didn't need them to then have her explain it later. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. Um, so then we move on to actual Thanksgiving. Again, another tradition I have very little insight in, except like I've seen it in so many TV shows, like most things in life I learn from movies and TV. Yeah. So I know what's going on. They're sitting down to watch the game. Is it true what they're saying that the same pl- team plays every Thanksgiving?
1: Yeah, Detroit typically plays uh, every Thanksgiving and then maybe Cowboys or something. I don't know. Well, it should be a Doesn't that kind of
0: suck for them that they never get to have Thanksgiving then because they're always playing games?
1: I guess. I, I don't know. I never really thought about it that way. It's just like, go play okay. for me. Play for me, football team. Well, I yeah. eat turkey. But they, na- I mean, if you've never experienced it because, yeah, you're, you're not here in the States, they're nailing it. You're sitting there watching football. There's a weirdo there. Yeah. Uh, and, again, they do, when they have this meadow moment, again, they kind of over-explain it. But I guess I, it doesn't stick out as much to me, but this is a flashback. I know you're not a fan of these where they do the quick cut, but it is Tony's yeah. point of view. So how does this work for you?
0: I disliked it. Yeah. Um, well, not strongly or anything, but yeah. it was like, that was superfluous because there was that thing earlier, last episode with the fish, where it's like, okay, we get why you would put that in, but here it's like, yeah, no, we know where his head's at. We know what's going on. We do, you don't need to hammer at home that it, because if you don't recall, listener, uh, he's looking over at the kitchen. I actually like the moment right before better because Carmilla's there. You can't even see Meadow, and then Carmilla moves out of the way, revealing Meadow. That's a more of a subtle sort of transitional thing. Yeah. Um, but then she, he's looking at her, and they cut in a shot of the dead. And um, it's uh, it's in slow motion, and it actually it works. There's nothing wrong with it, but it is totally unnecessarily to explain it like that. Um, because he then rambled, or um, he he walks up and s- says, like you know, you're the most important person in the world to me. I love you more than anything in the world. The sort of shit that Jackie will say <laughs> uh, to her later in the episode, but he actually means it. Yeah, and he gets to have this moment of slightly repairing their relationship. Hopefully, like I'm a bit bored with the whole. Oh, Dad, I'm never going to talk to Dad because of because of my ex. Like, um, so so it uh, you know it's a good moment.
1: Yeah, it is a good moment. I like I like the moment for Tony, but yeah, I, I agree. It's a little on the nose to have the the flash right before it um and then yes so then we see rosalie and um ralphie and i guess rosalie's mom and they they're having their little small dark uh thanksgiving uh and uh just more classic jackie jr where he is just like a selfish piece of piece of shit because i mean his mom says like oh you don't have to stay for dessert but like you know, she wants him to stay. It's Thanksgiving. Like, you're spending time with your family, and he immediately gets up. And even Ralphie, uh, the biggest piece of shit, is like, oh, like, and he's like, what'd she just say? Uh And, you know, hey, great Thanksgiving, Ma. And he, he takes off, of course, because he's going to go see Meadow.
0: Yeah, take her to a movie or something. Um So we get to see the contrast between the two dinners of, you know, the the one where Ralphie's barely touched his marigot, uh, and then he—we get to see this great big dinner that they're just wrapping up. Uh, they're all cracking up because Tony's throwing nuts at the <laughs> sleepy guy. Yeah. Uh, but narcolepsy is a certified disomnia. It's not a joke, but it is a joke because everyone's laughing. It's one of these Janice things that it's like he, she could have brought anyone to this, but I, I love the choice. Uh, they get to drop the title in there as well because, of course, he's from church group. Uh, when Jackie comes in, he gets to drop that on us from the intro there.
1: Yeah, even Meadow laughs. Uh, so yeah, Tony's doing a good job repairing his relationship. And I guess even thinking about going back to Rosalie's Thanksgiving, I mean, it's because we've. I mean, we saw Jackie Senior die in season one, and then of course uh, we saw Richie die. So there's like two big pieces of the family that would have been there. So it is like the April name is cursed, basically. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I, well, I, one one quick call out too that I love is uh, when when the bell rings and Carmilla's, uh Carmela's mother is like, "Who could that be?" Like she gets so scared. I think Carmela's like, "It's the Boston Strangler, ma." Like,
0: <laughs> that's true. That is a good moment because you would. I mean, again, from television, I understand that Thanksgiving, no, more, they're all at home hanging out. It must be the Boston Strangler. Yeah. It's the only explanation. But, yeah, he takes Meadow off to Hunter's place. And we already went over this. They have the conversation. He fucking rips it out of there, like, tears out of there so fucking
1: fast. The only thing Um, we didn't mention is we do finally get confirmation that Jackie's dropped out of school. Because every time we see him, Tony's always asking how school is. But now uh, Jackie's at least wise enough to not bother saying, like, I don't like it or whatever. He's just like, oh, yeah, doing great. Um, And then we do learn in kind of like an almost vulnerable sweet moment that... You know he wants to get into men's fashion, uh, oh, yeah. like be the next Hugo Boss. So it's it is a weird, in a like very simple like uh, annoying character. It's like oh, there's some layers here. Like you know, but and you, it makes sense even in this small line. At least to me, it makes sense. Like it's probably really hard for him to tell any of his friends that. Or, yeah. like, to try to tell Tony, or even, like, what he's if he mentions it to Ralphie, like, what's Ralphie gonna say? <laughs> like, he can't tell yeah. anyone that he wants to be Hugo Boss and just to sign clothes or whatever. So, there is this small little tragedy going on with Jackie Jr.,
0: <laughs> which is funny because he can talk to Ralphie about, hey, if you need some more <laughs> X kid, and <laughs> that's yeah. fine, but you can't talk about, yeah, Hugo, I like leather jackets. What? Yeah. Oh, okay you're one of like he says himself uh what is it like i'm into men's fashion not the faggy stuff yeah but you know even to so. meadow
1: he has to immediately say it but then again is he just saying that because he wants to get laid but maybe it's a little of both i do believe him i do believe him but then yeah he gets mad and he drives away blows through a stop sign it's such a great little detail to show that he is like just such a piece of shit um yep. and then they hang on it for a second um meta i mean i just comment on this scene like she runs weird and why is she running but she runs to the house like a weirdo yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: no that is true i noticed that as well um so uh tony's zapping through the channels lots of these shows look pretty interesting that he's going past but he gets stuck on the mercedes commercial and even carmilla approves yeah it's a cute car you should get it
1: yep yep i was setting some it's really uh, just
0: ex- just sort of a quick scene i mean is there anything else going on there really no i mean
1: carmela's kind of talking about the jackie and meadow thing but she's mentioning that she doesn't think they're uh, mature which she's very right about uh, yeah. that's really it and then tony brings uh, Gigi to the bing they have a quick scene he's asking about ralphie you know what's he saying about me um Gigi they mentioned Gigi mentions he's got all this stress going on and then even Silvio
0: <laughs> yeah that's funny looking back on it <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: then even Silvio has to mention like you see the bags under this guy's eyes uh and Tony says like oh well we, we, he should try having my job because Tony's got the hardest job no one's got a harder job than Tony
0: <laughs> yeah and uh you know because I mean Gigi I, I can't feel too bad for him he's never been in a scene that's not about Ralphie yeah uh I think like he's never been a character. He's never had a scene except this one kind of when he's like, "Oh, it's not just Ralphie. It's all these other things," which I didn't even realize obviously at the time. I didn't know he was going to pass away, but um yeah, I don't know. It it is funny that this was such a such a placeholder
1: of a character. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, he mentions he's got kids, he's got to worry about and all this stuff. Um <laughs> and it is uh interesting because Tony's big thing is he's trying to keep Ralphie from New York, but What's happening is actually pushing Ralphie to Johnny Sack because he's going to see him um, for advice. And I guess the other side of it, though, is that Johnny Sack's being very reasonable to Tony here. Um, And the way we've been seeing Johnny Sack through Tony's eyes, you would just assume that he'd be like, kill him, kill the motherfucker. We're taking, we're New York and we're taking Jersey. (laughs) But I, I love the line that he says, um, You know, uh, the Sopranos, like, his dad was like this, and his uncle was like this, too. They always need a a demon or a devil or whatever he says. And it's kind of, like, true, because from what we've seen, like, Tony, I mean, it it was Junior in the first season, and then, of course, it was Richie, and now it's Ralphie. Like, not to say that they're not right, but I guess in, you know, TV fashion, he does have to have this villain that's around him, and are the Sopranos building it themselves? Uh, I think in a weird way they are at least with this situation Tony is because as we see Tony is really being stubborn in this situation and I feel like to the credit of Joey pants who plays Ralphie. I feel bad for Ralphie throughout this episode even though Ralphie is a piece of shit and he yeah. murdered a pregnant girl but I'm kind of like oh Tony offer him to sit down my god
0: yeah <laughs> no but it it's also because Tony's acting against his own best interest yeah. it's all his pride so we feel like even if Ralphie is a moron he's doing the he, Tony's making it worse like mm-hmm. as we see through the episode well especially you know towards the end there um, but yeah, so Ralphie does go to Johnny, and uh, you know he's rambling about everything going on, um, about getting hit by him, <laughs> and but every time, every time Ralphie brings up like, oh, need someone needs to do something about this Tony fella, Johnny's like, well, you want to kill yourself? Pills are way faster. Like, don't be an idiot. <laughs> yeah, um, and he wants him to like tell Carmine about him and all that. And uh, Johnny says, New York and Sopranos are standing ties. Yep. That won't change. Um, But, you know, Johnny's acting like the mediator here and like, tell him we're sorry and everything. And, And then I believe the next scene is him actually having dinner with Tony and then he's playing the other side. Some real negotiation tactics going on where he's telling each side what they need to hear to get together, even if it doesn't work out.
1: Yeah, they do some fun stuff with that where because he even says... You know, if he made you capo, would you accept it? And then Ralphie's saying, "No, never." Um, and also, which Ralphie, isn't true. <laughs> yeah, and Ralphie keeps blaming cocaine. Like, oh, it's the coke. I was on too much coke at the time. And yeah, then so then we see the other side of it when Johnny's hanging out with Tony, um, and saying like, "Oh, maybe you should meet with him." And Tony's like, "Fuck that." And then of course johnny to Ralphie's like oh he's very open to this <laughs> he's very open to sitting down and you know handling this situation
0: he mentioned capo of course but i threw cold water on it right away <laughs> tony but uh you know what, what what are you doing and then yeah like you mentioned another phone call when and all of a sudden in this next scene because he calls up uh, ralphie and he's like okay he's he's willing to hear you out with your apology and ralphie's like Oh, thank God! That's so great. Because previously he's like, "Oh, I would never have a meeting with that fat fuck." Yeah. Um, but this is, you know, he's actually had a day or two of tension, even building further and worrying and everything. So for now that now that's this is great news. He's even uh, pleasant enough with um, Jackie. who's telling him that he's going to move out to this Dove character <laughs> who um, was mentioned previously. Maybe the one they're playing pool with. I don't know. Yeah. But I either assume way, it is? he's I'm like, "Oh, sure. I'll get you more X if you need."
1: Yeah, just, hey, let me know anything you need. You need more X? And then I guess Jackie Jr. puts up like a half ass, like, what are you talking about kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And. But he's like, oh,
1: hey, don't worry. You're dealing X. I got to connect. Don't worry about it, mate. But I, I love there's still between the lines, it's kind of like, but of course I would have to get a taste of this because Ralphie's yeah. a good earner. We've been told this. Now we're seeing it <laughs> in action. Uh, yes. And then we see, oh, yeah, we see Melfi in therapy. And, yeah, this is what we're talking about. I do I do like the other stuff where she's kind of, she's bitching about her uh, patients, but it makes sense. Like, she's getting called at 3 in the morning because, what, the, someone had a bad dream about her dad laughing at her falling off her bike or something. And it yeah. makes sense because Melfi's saying, like, look, I had a real, I was attacked and raped, and I got to listen to your bullshit now because that's my job. Uh, yeah. and you know, that's an interesting, that's an interesting thing. I'm sure, uh, just like with any job, you're a therapist, it gets to a point where you're like, Oh God, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get she has life. to sit and take care
0: of these people hour after hour, day after day. And she gets to vent like that. This is why she's got to go see her own therapist, I presume. Yeah. Uh, and then her therapist brings up patient Soprano. She explains the moment we already saw. And that's, uh, that's it. I would have thought they maybe got more into him, but uh, no, it's just a quick... Uh, so in a way, I, I completely understand what you're saying because the scene could have ended before that. It's not really necessary. Yeah. I
1: mean, I guess in context of what she's talking about, uh, it it's mo- I'm more forgiving of the moment because it is like she's making this point kind of that she has all these, quote, like average Joes or legit people that she's trying to help, but this piece of shit criminal is the one that gave her this you know this small uh just this small amount of concern that meant so much uh yeah. but then after that what we see oh g gg <laughs> shows up with turkey sandwiches he does mention that ah, oh, this turkey's like blockage in my colon and it's like oh wait what's going on here we'll see because it seems like when this happens and then it just cuts away you're like what the fuck what is this scene <laughs> but they're going yeah. somewhere people just stick with it
0: yeah But uh, as well, we have this scene um, with the actual apology, which is such a, it's a a rough scene to watch in a way, because like you mentioned, we get to see Ralphie Mm. and he's justified. And next time when he's, uh, next scene, when he's angry about it and he says, I had to be bowing and scraping and he didn't even offer me to sit down. Even with all the background, he's right in that Tony could have so easily mitigated the situation if he's going to go down the route of having him apologize he has to go all the way and make nice or he should have just killed him because he he doesn't even even say he doesn't offer him to sit down but he makes him apologize for everything and then he doesn't even acknowledge it like he doesn't even have to say apology accepted but he just keeps eating and he's like oh anything else what you're still here and he could have said like all right Thanks for coming over. I'll uh, have a think about this. Like, even the barest of minimums would have made it so that he maybe didn't have a deadly enemy. <laughs> yeah, he
1: basically, yeah, he rubs his face and shit. Like, he rubs his face right in it. And, yeah, it's weird because, yeah, I guess in a way, yeah, you shouldn't accept an apology. But, yeah, if in this way of life, then, just like Silvio said, if you're not going to try to make nice, then just kill him because you're just making things worse for yourself.
0: Yeah, and I even, like, at this point, weirdly enough, I expected him to say, maybe it would have been too much, but, you know, hey, uh, I'm sorry I hit you, I got fired up, like, it would have been so much smarter for him to do that, and I expect Tony to be smart, but he's handling this Ralphie situation like an idiot, because he refuses to go all the way one way or the other.
1: Yeah, yeah, or or at the very least, just make a mention of mistakes were made or something, but... I guess yeah. that maybe that ties in a little bit more with that flash we see of Tracy to Meadow because it is just, you know, it's the, 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 shortly after Thanksgiving, family's fresh in his mind and that's the whole thing. I, uh, But yeah, so then Ralphie goes back to see Johnny and, you know, rightfully he's still uh, upset uh, because, yeah, like he said, you know, he wouldn't even let me sit down. He's making me beg and plead and blah, blah, blah um i forget really what johnny well johnny just does make another comment again because ralphie comes in and is like we need to do something about anthony or whatever and then ralphie uh uh, johnny says something like you you know you're going to come in here and talk like that around me um i forget really what else he kind of tells him from that well
0: the he he sort of first reacts against it but then uh, when Ralphie's still yelling about it, he does have le- a legitimate point there where I've given my life to this thing and this is the thanks I get. And then Johnny Sachs doesn't say anything. He just looks at him. So that's sort of the turning point yeah. where he acknowledges that, yeah, you have a point, even though you're going to the extreme, you have a point here. Um, and next scene, we see Gigi. <laughs> I'm learning his name right as he's dying. Yeah. Um, on the crapper. And, uh, you know, even at the end of this episode, I'm guessing no, but I'm thinking like... Something was in those sandwiches. Ralphie's playing the long game here, like he's he's because that would have been such a great move for him to get rid of Gigi at this point. But then, no, Ralphie would have gone into his bedroom at night and stabbed him in the foot, and then like, oh, you're awake now, huh? And he would have punched him to death, I guess. But I couldn't help thinking, like, yeah, if he poisoned him, because this is like so convenient for him, actually. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, it's such a um, brings me back to the movie we watched to set up this season, The Public Enemy, where. Uh, there's the, basically the mob boss in that, but he gets kicked in the head by a horse and <laughs> killed. And then that sets up basically this power vacuum. Uh, there's not like this revenge. It's just the guy gets kicked in the head by a horse. Um, but yeah. And then even like going over, uh, I know there's like another scene before we get to his death, but let's talk about his death since we're talking about him. It's funny. Yeah. Cause I like going over some of the, like there was an article, it's dated 2006, so I assume this when it was posted. It's with the actor that played Gigi, and he's still hot over, uh, like, what happened to his character. <laughs> uh, it's, it's five years later. Because uh, he kind of explains it, like, John Fiore is still pretty miffed about getting killed. Uh, the day he learned of his imminent death, he started his answering machine message from David Chase. Uh, hey, can you give me a call, was all it said. Chase had never called before. Something's up. <laughs> <laughs> Something good, he assumed. At the time, he had a smaller, recurring, recurring role as a mobster named Gigi uh, S- uh, Castone, and he'd been getting more lines and better scenes. Plus, his character would soon be bumped up from soldier to captain in the Soprano family. Why not a promotion? <laughs> uh, Fiori was convinced that Chase would offer a contract for a few episodes, if not a whole season. <laughs> but when the two spoke on the phone, Chase sounded somber. This is a call that I hate to make, he said. In an instant, Fiori knew he was a dead man. Well, his character was a dead man that meant the Sopranos gig was over which for an actor is like getting whacked for real uh, uh, Fiori did not know what anyone confronting it oh he did what anyone confronting killer would do he begged for his life I said no no you don't have to do this <laughs> you don't have to do this you're the writer you're the producer this is bunk kill somebody else Chase is apologetic but unmoved nothing personal this is what the story demands <laughs> easing into the acceptance <laughs> Uh, easing into the acceptance stage of death, Fiore asked how he would expire, and suddenly the news went from <laughs> awful to absurdly awful. At first, he says, I thought it was a really bad joke. It wasn't. Chase wanted Fiori's character to die of a heart attack on the toilet. On the toilet, no machine gun ambush like Sonny Corleone murdered at a toll booth in The Godfather. Nope, for Gigi, it would be coronary on the throne. It was highly disagreeable to me, said Fiori, who sounded bitter. Five years. Okay, it is later. Yeah, five years after leaving the show. But David said, no, this is memorable. (laughs) This this is different. (laughs) So Fiori sucked it up and died on cue on his last day. The cast and crew handed him a signed toilet seat, which he didn't find (laughs) very amusing.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. I bet it was the actual toilet
1: seat. Uh, Well, with that uh, that great memorial. There's a little little bit more. Uh, A year or so Mm -hmm. later, he ran into Chase, who asked if the Sopranos didn't help his career. I said, actually, it didn't help me at all. All my kids have to listen to the people in school say, "Ha ha, your dad died on the toilet." <laughs> uh, so yeah, there we go. Yeah, so yeah, with that, with that fitting memorial for Gigi, the character that served as basically a side p- plan for for Ralphie, for the most part. Um, yeah, with
0: that, we're bumping up the counter yep. of the death counter. Gotcha, out of Malanga.
1: And that puts us at twenty seven on the deaths, ten on the walkouts um mm. it was Have to they be been assumed getting more
0: emotionally stable now maybe uh, but the deaths then indicate perhaps not
1: yes i mean as has to be assumed the deaths are going to be higher, but we'll truly yeah. know there's still i don't know, I'm still rooting for the walkouts. It um,
0: could be a montage that helps. But then death montages as well are so prominent. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be rough. Was he in the previous season at all? Was he in there in the background running around? Is that what he was referring to? Or Who? Uh, oh, Gigi?
1: Yeah. Yes, because he's the one that shoots Patsy's brother in um, season two. Right. Season 2 I mean, We've had this exact conversation
0: yep. like two podcasts ago, but <laughs> yeah, it's because no, he's fine. so fucking memorable. Yeah. So the scene we skipped over there, it's with Junior and, um, and Tony, where he shows up and has a conversation. He, they get to strategize a bit. Well, actually, he's, first they're asking, did you ever work with someone named Trillo? At this point, I don't remember the name of the girl, but I... So I didn't even connect who he was talking about. Um, but I put it together later. There, yeah. oh yeah, I had seven daughters, Pfft, whatever. Yeah, uh, but actually, he's there to get some strats and uh, suggestions as far as uh, you know,
1: uh, <laughs> as far as uh, what to do. Uh, yeah, what to do, and and the interesting thing here is and. I mean, I, I don't know if this is the statement they're trying to make, but this is the statement they indirectly make because and – I, and I guess this is the thing the Sopranos is all about because therapy in general, the idea is that it's easier for someone else to, from the outside looking at your problems, be able to solve them because it's interesting to see Junior now between this scene here and then like last season to see like how smart and capable he is, but he doesn't come off that way in season one. Um, like there, he isn't this wise uncle junior then when he's like, Tony, you come back, you come back hot or you don't come back at all or whatever he says when he comes into, uh, his shop there. But, uh, I mean, obviously that's probably, they they weren't fully fleshed out on who junior is, but it works, uh, just from that outside point of view, it's easier to give advice because junior, I feel like, um, I, I like his role here and I like how he breaks things down um and the back and forth they have and even just the small things like the way they've shown junior get weaker and weaker like just the small thing of like seeing all the medication on the table like in front of when tony sits down there's just tons of prescriptions and plus he's all like done up in like a robe and a blanket and everything and he's talking about the chills and tony mentions how hot it is it's like such yeah. a sad it's, that, it's such a sad thing to be like oh my god uh, that's going to be me one day fuck this <laughs> Yeah, true. I mean,
0: what you said is true that it works for him, though I will say it is a bit strange to hear him say, oh, that's what being a boss is like. You do it like this and you do it like that. And you're like, well, you were the boss while Tony was manipulating you. You weren't actually the boss and you're aware of this by now. But uh, he has been around. So, I mean, he knows what it's like, even if he personally hasn't been the boss. And he's watched people come and go, failures and successes. So apparently he does have some wisdom in there. Just... Less of it when he's doing it firsthand, I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that was actually the statement that really started making me think about that. I was like, yeah, the boss. What do you know about being yeah. the boss? I mean, I guess he was a capo. Uh, but then, yeah, it, it it is. It's such a convenient thing because the whole the the whole thing here is that Tony Tony kind of has to put Ralph as capo, but he can't just bump down the guy he just promoted. But then the the Lord steps in and with his Golden touch makes Gigi die on the toilet and uh, in a comical cut from him being dead on the toilet to just him in a casket. And that's the end of Gigi.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And maybe I was, you know, hankering for this being a poisoning uh, just because it's so convenient that it almost feels sloppy in the writing of like yeah and you know he died on the shitter where i would see that as a cool like oh you didn't expect it to go this way for this mob boss he just died what a random act but then the fact that the whole episode they've been saying oh i would never make him captain the previous scene tony literally says what am i gonna yeah okay maybe i need to make him captain but what can i do Gigi's the captain at the moment and nothing could bump him down and then he's dead it almost made me feel like yeah he had to have been poisoned because otherwise the writer are poisoning him which feels a little cheap
1: yes and especially because they've done stuff like this before and i don't know if it's because it's like partially i do get the impression that they they have no interest in mob stuff sometimes sometimes they're like yeah. fuck this mob shit are you serious we want to hang out at thanksgiving with a weird pastor and we want to <laughs> do goofs on that because but it was handled much better um in season two when they had all that stuff with Tony being worried about a witness and the Bevelacqua kid and how it just worked out naturally by Tony being a piece of shit without even yeah. knowing it. But it like conveniently worked out for him. But that I feel like was handled a lot better this uh, in a season where it also they spent time on, you know, the FBI and the lamp and then how the lamp got taken away. And you know, it just seems like some of these things just happen when it feels like they're building to something. Uh, in a, I guess, I guess they're subverting your expectations, much in a Ryan Johnson, The Last Jedi way. Red Letter Media, everybody.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, at the at the funeral, I just wanted to point this out because I had to look it up uh, just to get the joke. The joke's pretty good, but when they say Elvis died that way, and then. Let's see. Silvio says, that guy in Hollywood too, Don something, producer of The Simpsons. Did that? Did you catch that one? Did you look it up? Uh, because um, oh, go it's a guy called Don Simpson. He's not a producer <laughs> on The Simpsons. He's a film producer, but he mixed it up and he was like, yeah, he was producer on The Simpsons. But no, his name is Don Simpson. He died like that.
1: Oh, so. I didn't even pick that up. Oh, that's great. <laughs>
0: yeah uh he see uh, on january 1996 simpson was found dead in the bathroom uh, of his bel-air los angeles home Uh, natural causes what did he actually produce it was not
1: top gun the rock beverly hills cop flash dance oh he was a producing partner with jerry bruckheimer no i assumed it was just i was like oh one of the guys from the simpsons died that way (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) what an idiot (laughs) and
0: don simpson wow um Yeah, so, of course, the next scene, they're like, oh, there's a vacancy, what are we going to do? And we do get a pretty comedic camera movement over the part of that crew where, like, one of these guys is going to move up and one of them's asleep, one of them's getting a stain out of their tie, and then Ralphie's just there. And I guess it's true. I mean, he is a good earner, and, uh, you know, he gets the job done. Damn it, you might not like him, but he gets the job done. Um, so that's the next scene. And plus... Once more, well, I was we're to say,
1: And also, Tony learned, uh, basically, he can't just place someone from, like, his crew or from the outside to keep an eye on that crew because they're going to it's going to be the same thing. They're going to undermine him and not respect him and it's just going to breed more uh contempt basically. So it has to be someone that's in there and yeah, who else are you going to do? Uh but yeah, and then Again,
0: in the next scene again, Tony's like even though he's doing this, he's managing to make it feel like a slap in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz uh, it's true. Ralphie's being a bit um facetious when he says oh i had to know it was for my merit and not for because someone died and it's like well it's clearly because someone died <laughs> but still he everything tony does is just to make the situation worse and now you've put him in a position of even more power and influence so why wouldn't you want to embrace him a little bit at that point because he will be earning for you tony's just like ah you'll be earning more money don't fucking complain with me
1: Well, Um, and especially, like, going back to... I mean, I haven't read The Art of War myself, but I can't imagine this is what The (laughs) Art of War is telling Tony to do here. Maybe they are. Maybe The Art of War is like, yeah, don't have a drink with them. Show them what's what. Be real passive-aggressive. Don't give them (laughs) an inch at all. (laughs) Let them be be more bitter. Like the the
0: great general jim said do some real bitch shit uh some real high school stuff and that'll that'll sort him out um but yeah so agreed he's he's handling it awful um like just kill him we've said or i've said that for a long time uh or don't but like he, he can't even have a drink with him he's like oh are we can gonna have a drink together it's like he has the th- the drink but he leaves and i don't know it's just really bad but i guess he's got trillo on the mind and mercedes and so on
1: yeah 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 because then well then we have that quick scene well not quick but uh jackie and i guess i assume his friend dove and they're talking about meadow like have you fucked her and it's like she's screaming for me dude uh you ain't fucked her uh and then meadow wants to go to like a concert or something he said he's gonna bring her to and it's great because he's just like yeah, rack him up. like He's still just going to play pool because he is a fucking dick. And she's yeah. drunk, steals his keys, crashes the car, and he gets to be Prince Charming, a knight in shining armor because he's like, don't even worry about the car. I'll just report it stolen uh, <laughs> as long yeah. as you're okay. And Look it works because she's like, no, I want to be with you. I want to go where you go. So yeah. good for you, Jackie Jr.
0: Yeah, I mean, he does he does have a couple of moments where he's like he could be a worse piece of shit like you mentioned at the start and here he could have been like oh my car but he's really like doing the bare minimum as well in a way because he's like oh are you okay i should get you home and she's like oh my god i mean his previous statement is now suddenly true um so they go off together i guess that's the end of their storyline and i think to wrap up the episode we get to meet the car saleswoman again and uh, tony's there uh, scoping her out it's very clear that he came there to see her but i guess she's into it i don't know does she watch the news does she know who this is who knows maybe yeah. it's a maybe it's a turn on
1: yeah i'd have to imagine maybe, maybe that's part of an element of it or um you know tony Soprano's just got this like yeah, sexy bullish bear quality to him and he's very confident, and he just rolls through, and he's like, "Yeah, let's take this car, and we'll go." I have a boat. Did you know that I have a boat? It's called Stugats. Let's go there. That means balls because I got balls as well. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, we get to see. It's it's I I like the dynamic because it becomes this like they're together, and Melfi is this kind of you know mom type figure to them because she has to call and lie that you can't go to the and they have to be like secretive like I guess that's kind of part of the fun as well uh, and we do get a zoom out on the boat and we see some ducks so the ducks are back um, I mean I, I assume that was intentional I uh, because the you do specifically hear you specifically hear quacking like you do see seagulls but you specifically hear some ducks quack and there are, it looks like some ducks in the water uh, by the dock
0: Oh, you're so right. And it's not not only are the ducks there, they're in the water uh enclosed by the parts of the pier, is if that's the right word, um yep. sort of keeping them sealed in there, much like a pool. So you're totally right. And it is interesting, well, it's it's a bit of a parallel because at the start they were both there in therapy and it's like, "Oh, we're both here." And now neither of them are there. So it's like the opposite here at yeah. the end of the episode. Well done, y'all. Um still don't know what Tony's doing. he's doing some bad decisions. I mean this one's this one's fine, you know it's not expected I expect this from Tony. but as far as the decisions running the crew, I feel like he barely took Junior's advice to heart um, and uh, it, it, like you mentioned, it is weird throughout the episode that like wait, I sympathize with Ralphie now. <laughs> uh, so they do definitely do a good job of that part at least.
1: Well, and I mean, I guess it is interesting, like, there is that moment where he asks Melfi, where, where he makes the comment, uh, you know, what's a girl like her, like, here in therapy? Because, I mean, yeah. I guess putting it back in more of the... Not that therapy is still completely accepted now, but obviously it's a lot more accepted in general than it was in 2001. Uh, yeah. But at the same time you know, you don't know what kind of damage someone has just because, yeah, she's maybe she, assumingly a very successful car salesman. They're selling Mercedes, which are very expensive cars. She's all business. When he comes in, he does kind of, I mean, I guess that maybe ties in a little bit with his uh, longing for Melfi that he had at one time where she was this kind of business woman, well put together. Um, but you don't know what kind of trauma someone has. And maybe that kind of baggage you might be getting yourself into but we'll just have to tune in and find out my friends.
0: Yes, I mean she said that she, oh serial relationship killer basically, but he said he was trying to quit smoking so uh who knows. <laughs> yeah. I guess we have that to look forward to. Yeah. It, it is funny that he almost had to ask Junior I assume in order to check wait, is she Italian? How Italian is she? <laughs> like cuz that's a thing for him. Um so that's what I assume that was about and nothing else. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and I do I forget the line that Junior has exactly where He's like my father was a masonry expert or something like that because Tony has some offhanded like uh, somebody of being a carpenter or something like that and then Junior's yeah. like he was a masonry expert God damn it uh, just a funny little Junior moment the thing I don't get though because if he's talking about his grandfather and knew a guy that had seven daughters like are we supposed to assume that one of the daughters is Gloria or the seven it 's the daughter of the seven daughters, but I guess who cares? yeah, the main that idea like a... is she 's italian i guess <laughs>
0: yeah that 's what I took from it anyway, so that does wrap up this episode. Uh, if you have thoughts on this episode, please do send them to us at shows what you know show at gmail.com uh you could send that in an email or you could leave your thoughts on the show in general and a a review on itunes preferably a five-star review you can uh put in some comments there about what you think's going on currently where we're going and what you think we should tune in to watch in between seasons three and four so uh, once again you could go to shows what you know show at gmail.com to send us a message or leave a review on itunes those are very much appreciated
1: Shit, I forgot. Yeah, but that's that's gonna be coming up pretty quick, huh? We get we need to figure out our our in between. Uh but yes, that's all in the future. For now, there's only one thing left to say. Oh, what's that? Cut to black